Give him praise and give him glory. You can be on your feet and give him some glory. Be on your feet and give the Lord some glory. Hallelujah. 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 Give it to him. He alone is worthy. Thank you, Father. We are here to say thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You alone are worthy. You alone are worthy. Hallelujah. And shall we also do it unto our Father? Father of the house, Papa the Lord forever be with you and live forever. And let the grace of the Lord continue to abound unto your abode. And let your space always be filled with his counsel. And let God bring you to that worthy place. And all will know that of a truth, your God is alive. Hallelujah. Do it once again unto our Father. Hallelujah. And let's celebrate our mama also. Mama, the Lord favor you greatly. And we are happy to see you. Hallelujah. Do it also unto all the ministers of God. Bible says they are gifts unto the body. Do it unto all the ministers, the pastors. They are God's gifts unto us. Hallelujah. And above all, do it unto yourself for being in his presence this evening. Hallelujah. As a holy nation, a champion and an overcomer. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Take your seat as kings and as queens. Hallelujah. Amen. This evening, we want to continue shortly on our studies on the Ten Commandments series, part three. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise Jesus. And uh, let me just do my quick. How many of us were here last week so that I can, yeah. Okay. Just wave to me if you are here last week, yes. Okay, so that it will help. Good. So I just want one or two people, just tell me, maybe one, two lines, something that you picked last week. It's very, very important for us in these times. Uh, Bibi, I will share just one, two lines. Me, just let me know. Okay, Lord. Mm -hmm. Himself, how we can become like God. Hallelujah. The religious practices that have been abolished by the blood of Jesus, but the commandments of God are still in use that we are to follow as Christians. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. Do it unto her. Yes, it tells me that we are learning. Hallelujah. Oh, are you clapping for her? Hallelujah. Amen. So for the rituals, the ordinances, the religious duties, Christ has dealt with it for us. Hallelujah. Amen. Yes, any other person? Oh, does it mean she was the only person who was here and learned something? Any other? Yes, some people are like, yes, yeah. In the commandment. Okay, the, 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 the statues, the testimonies, the judgments, they form the commandments. Hallelujah. Do it unto her. Okay, one brother, a brother, a brother. Oh, good. So the brother has even put up the hand. Okay, please give it to him for me. 
And please, this thing that we are learning is not only for us. Let's go out there and also teach others. There are so many lies going on around. Hallelujah. Yes. And I also learned that uh, we shouldn't have the perspective that uh, the Ten Commandments is for the Old Testament alone. But also, though we in the New Testament, the Ten Commandments also still stands. Hallelujah. Do it unto him. So, the, 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 that's, that's one of the lies that we are hearing that whenever we mention the Ten Commandments, people say it's the law. It's passed. And so, we shouldn't worry ourselves. No. It is taught, and today we'll go more into that. It is taught in the New Testament. It is explained more in the New Testament. It's expanded more in the New Testament. You realize that Jesus taught it. The apostles taught it in the New Testament. Hallelujah. Can someone else want to volunteer and say something before I go on? Any other? Yes, Fredo. Also learned that uh, the Ten Commandments is for our uh, transformation and not our reformation. Oh, give it to him for me. Hallelujah. Very, very important. Because in the olden times, when you go to Judaism, as a matter of that's what they are still doing. Right? They, they are trying to practice it from the outside. Amen? But we who have come into Christ... Three things should always happen to us. And I pray that each and every one of us will go through. We will have to encounter God. Hallelujah. We will have to have revelation and we will have to have instructions. If we get these three things, it will help us to transform. Hallelujah. Amen. So the Ten Commandment is for transformation. That's change from inside and not from the outside. And so you see a lot of people, I mean, and, and that's why we see a lot of hypocrisy in our times because they are not converted. They are trying to make it, but it cannot be. It is for Christ to make us end the salvation and then we will use the Ten Commandments that will bring transformation in our lives to secure our salvation. Hallelujah. That was why Paul spoke to the people in Philippa, the church in Philippa, in Philippians chapter 2, verse 12, says, work out your salvation. So the salvation had been given, they've, they've earned the salvation by grace, through faith, by the sacrifice of Christ. Hallelujah. But then, that is not the end. He said they should now go ahead in following the statutes, the testimonies, the judgments which form the commandments. Of God. And that's what's going to help us to do what? To work out the salvation. And all that Paul was trying to learn that make sure you secure your salvation. When we're speaking to the Corinth, the church in Corinth, he said, examine yourself and make sure that you are in the faith. Praise Jesus. Are you with me? And at another time in Corinth, he also told them that if we will judge ourselves, we shall not be judged. And what does he mean by that? All that he was saying that if we look at the commandments or the statutes or the testimonies or the things that the Lord has given us, if we go by them, then there's no law that will condemn us. Are you with me? And so that's why whenever we come for the Lord's communion, we are exalted to check ourselves so that we judge ourselves. What do we judge? We judge ourselves with the commandments 
of the law. Hallelujah. In 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 10, Petru also spoke something. He said, He says, Wherefore the rather, brethren, give diligence to make your calling and election sure. It's all about we securing our salvation that we earn by grace through faith. Hallelujah. Jesus had to be the sacrificial lamb on our behalf and after that was satisfied, now God by grace that which we do not merit, stretch it to us and all that we need to do is by faith also receive it. So when it comes to dealing with God, God will always deal with us by grace and we by faith will just have to take it. Hallelujah. But the enemy will always want to know you have to do something, you have to do something. And that's why that lie of people saying you need to obey the commandments to, to be saved. No. We obey the commandments to secure our salvation. Amen. There was this theory saying once saved, forever saved. I'm sure some of us have heard it. Once saved. So once you are saved, it means you are forever so you can do anything, you are saved. But that is not true. That is a lie from the pit. The, the truth is that once saved, forever saved, so long as you remain what? Saved. Praise Jesus. That's why I said if you break an hedge, a serpent will do what? Bite you. So God has protected us, but if you and I walk out, then we give ourselves as a prey to the enemy to hold us. So the commandment is for us to show forth the conversion converted, I mean converted and I've seen it from my experience with a lot of people you realize a lot of people repent but they, they've not given themselves to the commandments for them to be converted, to be transformed something in the inside working on the outside but rather they are rather doing something from the outside to show in the inside which is not it praise the Lord Hallelujah. Are you with me? So, so the commandment is very, very relevant for Christians today. And the pit, the, 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 the lie from the pit that says that the, the Ten Commandments, the Old Testament, and so it's not for us, it's not true. The law we've learned has the two components. And we also learned that Jesus did not come to abolish it. He rather came to enforce and explain it better for us to understand. Paul also enforced it. And, and, and we read so many scriptures to buttress all that we learned last week. The Ten Commandments teaches us how to love God and also to love our fellow men. And like I said, when you break it into two, you realize that the first four is talking about how we can properly love God, show our love, our loyalty, our commitment to God. And then from the fifth commandment to the tenth commandment, it talks and shows us how we can properly love our neighbors, love our fellow men, love the brethren. Praise Jesus. And so that's why when one person came to Jesus, he said, all the law is hinged on these two. Love God and then do what? Love your neighbor. Amen? So the first four, love God. The last six, love your neighbor as yourself.
Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Before I go on, does anybody has any question? Because that was something I was trying to find out. If anybody has any question, please quickly ask. Otherwise, I go on. Praise the Lord. Shall I go on? Okay, so the Ten Commandments teaches us how to love God and our fellow men. And we learn from John 14, 15. Jesus said that if you love me, you will obey my commandments. So if I truly love God, then I will obey his commandments. And then Second John 6 also talks about we obeying the commandments that were given to us from the beginning. And then Matthew 22, 37 to 40 talks about loving God and loving our neighbors as ourselves. Then, so let's see. Because I said the first four talks about loving God and then the last six talks about loving our neighbor. So what are the Ten Commandments? As I go and then do your... How many of us went to do the assignment? Hey. To be an kind Ten Commandments. <laughs> Hallelujah. So quickly, uh, the first commandment is what? You shall have no other gods before me. And I said that the Ten Commandments are found in Exodus chapter 21 to I think 20 something and then Deuteronomy chapter 5. Moses afterwards had to teach them again. So you can find them there. We'll, we'll, we'll have them there. But the first one said you shall have no other gods before me. Then the second one you, you shall not make any grave image, no idols. The third, oh, okay, it's here. That, that's what I'm reading. But you are not reading. Okay, let's all read it. The third, no, 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 let, let's go. Please, let's take one by one. The first one, thou shalt have no other gods before me. Second, Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven, above, or that is in the earth, or beneath, or that is in the water under the earth. Praise Jesus. I'm believing that we'll be going to detail one by one and then we'll understand all these things. But we realize that when the demons were casted down, most of them entered into all these entities. Are you aware of that? Hello? We'll come to that. Then let's go. Thou shalt not bow down thyself to them, nor serve them, for I, the Lord thy God, am what? A jealous God. So jealousy, is it a good thing or not? One time, uh, somebody visited my home, and when he came, I was staying with my parents. Uh, and then they were playing this song, Jealousy, Mama, Jealousy. Then she, she asked, ah, is it a Christian song? I said, no, it's not a Christian song. <laughs> yeah, but what is not good is that jealousy is not good. Hallelujah. He said, I'm a jealous God. We'll come to understand that, why he's a jealous God. The jealousy here is not the negative one. 
is a positive jealous and God requires that each and every one of us will also be jealous of the things of God. Amen? I, I get angry when I get to send me and I see things that are out of place. That one, it doesn't matter who you are. I will be with you because I'm jealous of my God. Praise Jesus. Are you with me? And sometimes, oh, why are you chinching? Say yes. If it's for God, yeah, I want to be, I prefer to be chinching. Right? Because you cannot. Your that is his commandment. And then he said what? Visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and then fourth generation of them that hate me. And showing mercy unto thousands of them that love me and keep my commandments. Hallelujah. Let's go to the next one. He said, thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in what? In vain. For the Lord will not hold him guiltless that taketh his name in vain. What does that mean? We'll learn a lot. We'll go into detail. Praise Jesus. Then he said, remember the Sabbath day. Is today a Sabbath day? Do you believe today is a Sabbath day? We'll learn into details. So, note it. To keep it holy. The other day somebody might tell us, oh, because you don't worship on Saturday means you have missed it. The Sabbath day is Saturday. I say, yes, the Sabbath day is Saturday. But go through scripture and you understand that now, by the new covenant, every day can be a Sabbath day. And we will learn it into detail. Hallelujah. Amen. You know that you can even have your own Sabbath day in your home. Are you aware of that? Good. Now let's go. Then he said, Since days shalt thou labor and do all thy work. Go on. But the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord thy God. In it thou shalt not do any work. Thou shalt not, thou, nor thy son, nor thy daughter, thy manservant, nor thy maidservant, nor thy cattle, nor thy stranger. That is within thy gates. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that in them is, and rested the seventh day. Wherefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. Amen. So the Sabbath is a day that you want to hallow and remember the Lord your God. God and you want to give him all the glory and the honor due his name. Hallelujah. Amen. Then the next one says, honor thy father and thy mother that thy days may be long upon the earth. These days we see obituary going too soon. Why should people be going too soon? We will learn about that. That is not what God created things to be. People shouldn't go too soon. Amen? We should fulfill our years. Amen? Lift up your right hand and say, I will fulfill my years. Now say it like you mean, I will fulfill my years. And, 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 I, and I pray. So that is, he said, and then when the time was near, the man of God, Jacob, collected his legs onto the bed and then slept. Amen? 
you also collect your legs and sleep. Hallelujah. Amen. But it all boils down on how you and I are holding on to these commandments. Praise Jesus. Thou shalt not kill. It's killing only when we draw sword or uh, 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 pistol. No, we'll look at that. Thou shalt not commit adultery. What is adultery? Is it only when married people go after? Do you know that the breaking of covenant is also a adultery? Hello? When we break covenant. Bible says in the last days there shall be what? Truth breakers. People who break covenant. People who break, uh, uh, what do you call it? Agreements. Amen? I've seen it a lot. And even Christians are doing it more. You agree with them, oh, we'll do this, and then next time, hey, the Lord is against it. Hallelujah. One time, a sister came to me crying. I said, what is the problem? So, uh, look at what this sister had done to me. I said, what has it done to you? You were in a, 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 one of the Pentecostal churches. He said every day, they meet. Eh? They have days that they meet, and they pray for their... Uh, future partners, sisters. So they've agreed. So they have days that they meet on the park, those times, uh, Mantadin Park, and they pray for their future partners. So they're always praying, praying. So they're in what? Agreement. Am I right? And they are praying, praying. Now one day I went to church, bounce of marriage. Uh, Sister Chris is going to marry Brother Doris. <laughs> That's one of the sisters is getting married. And the other that they always pray didn't know. She only got to know when it was being announced. Can you believe that? And, and this thing hurts the sister so much. And me cried it hurts me. So prayer partners, they be a vampire, a far one about what you do. Now, yeah, sorry, one Sunday, they announced, or so far, announced, say, Brother Sammy Ebe, what is up? Meaning, I'm sorry, fear, no meaning. What should have been the right thing? If we've gotten somebody and we pray together, so, bless you, brother, my has come, so let's continue, so the yours. But one thing she, maybe I wouldn't say, I couldn't say, or tell you, I couldn't say anything. Truth breakers. Covenant breakers. Because they went into covenant praying, but hallelujah. But we'll go into detail. Then the next one, thou shalt not steal. Yeah. One time the Lord told me, I'm stealing from him. I said, Oh, no, how am I stealing from you? Because those times I had some days that I go to Dowenia to go and pray. Go there from Friday to Sunday, pray. And then come back. Those times we've not started church. So I didn't want to commit myself to any church. Some of the churches, oh, why don't you join us? Join our youth. I said, no, I'm in a fellowship, but I know one day, one day we'll go to church. So I don't want to commit myself. So Friday to Sunday afternoon, I'll go to Dowenia. Then at a point, in time, that was the agreement, the covenant. Then at a point, I stopped going. Maybe I'd go uh, fellowship, go and do. Uh, uh, constantly follow up. Then one day the Lord told me that John, you are a thief. I said, oh, why, why, why have I said, no, you are stealing my time. The time that you are, you are supposed to go, you are not using and you are doing something else. Are you understand what I'm saying? And so from there I said, no, go. 
till we got to the time that I don't have to go again. Amen? Are you with me? So we need to understand some of this. So it's not just only taking something, but there are so many ways that we steal. And I pray God that by the time we end this series, we will have more insight so that we can better our lives and then see better and more transformations. Matured Christians. Christians with character and not just charisma. Hallelujah. Amen. Your beloved, we will not go to heaven because of the gifts that we have. God is not going to judge us with the gift things that we have. He's going to judge us with the way we live our lives. You agree with me? That's why I said some will come on those and say, oh Lord, but we heal the sick in, the, in your name. We did this, we did that, I did that. I said, no, no, no. I don't know you. Yes, I've come to understand. I've seen it. People who live anywhere, anyhow, but they pray for people in the name of Jesus and they get healed. Yes, the Lord will honor his name. Hello? Let, let's understand things. So, so the fact that I live anywhere, anyhow, I went to pray and it just means, yeah, I'm okay. You are not okay. I'm not okay. Because God said he will honor his name. Praise Jesus. But you, the individual, you know yourself. The Bible said, anyone, First John 5, he said, anyone who is born of God has the witness in himself. So if I'm okay, I, I, I should know I'm okay. If I'm not okay, I should know. So people can tell me, John, you're okay. But me, I know I'm not okay. So I must come before God. That's why I say, if you will judge yourself, then you shall not be judged. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So the time has come that we must ensure that God and heaven becomes our audience in whatever we do. Yes, people will matter, but people are not the ultimate. One sister was worried about what people were saying. I said, thank God that at the end of the day, it is not those people who are the final judge. The final judge is who? God. So make sure you are okay with your God. Because for man, men will always look and see from the outside. But God will always see from the inside. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And the, the next one I said, you shall not bear what? False witness against your neighbor. We'll look at that. And then the last one is that you shall not what? Any bravery. You shall not covet or covet. Praise Jesus. Are you with me? So, so we, we understand that In the Old Testament, because they never really had an encounter with God, and then they also didn't receive revelation, and also they didn't receive instructions. These are very, very important. I say revelation, I'm not talking about inspiration. They are two different things. Right? When, and every Christian pray that God give me an encounter with you, Give me a revelation with you and give me instructions. We need these three. In the Old Testament, they, they didn't get it right. So all that they were doing was it was it became like a legalism. Do's and don'ts for the Old Testament. And I realized that the Pharisees were using it against the people. But realized that in them, manya. And that's why Jesus came, you are all whitewashed people. I mean, 
outwardly, my painting white, but inward, but all. Amen. But in the New Testament, when Jesus came on the scene, and then we had the opportunity and the capacity and the ability to have an encounter with God and also to receive revelation from God and also to receive instructions. Paul said, and I went up by revelation. He said, this one no man taught me. We have to come to that place. You have to come to that place where you say, yes, this one, I learned it from God. And so nobody can take it from me. Praise Jesus. One time I was discussing to somebody and was saying a whole lot of things. And I said, no, this one, no, but I learned it from God. And, and when you go to scripture, it is also there. You there, you there, you there, everything, thing you are right, you know. That's the, the, the sad thing. I mean, when you are very strong and very principled, sometimes people say you are proud. Are you with me? Hello? When you are very principled and then based on scripture, you are not proud. You are, you are just emphasized and you learned it. Amen? Like when Paul was told by God through the Holy Ghost that look, when you go to Jerusalem, these are the things that are going to happen to you. God told him. And so when he came into the council of the believers, and then Agabus, the, the prophet, also came to confirm the prophecy, then the whole church said, Paul, God has revealed, so don't go. And the church was implored, don't go, don't go. But Paul said, why are you doing all these things? This that this man of God said, is not the first I'm hearing. God himself has already convinced me. Praise Jesus. I'm talking about revelation and instruction. I'm sure maybe some of the church members at that time, so Paul, we are too know. And I know some theologians even teach it. When you go, they teach it that Paul was so stubborn. That was why when he went, he was killed. No, he knew it. And, and that was the course God has given to him. When he met in the fire, what did he say? He said, I'll show you how much you do it. You suffer for my sake. So Paul, he knew. So pray that you always have that encounter with God. You have that revelation and then have also his sure instruction. We need these three things. So that we will not be swayed. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. This, this three topic can only be your fasting topic. Pick a day that Lord. Let me have an encounter. Open my eyes. Open my ears. And that one when you hear and you are saying it. Those who don't understand sometimes, oh, yeah, yeah, no. You are speaking, Paul, like Jesus told Nicodemus. He says, We speak what we know. Amen. And then Paul, uh, John the Apostle, also emphasizing in 1 John chapter 1, he said, Those things that we have seen, those things that we have handled, those things that we have looked upon. So he was talking about the kind of encounter that they had with Jesus. So when he's speaking it, he, he knows what he's talking about. Amen? So in the New Testament, that is what is happening as far as the Ten Commandments are concerned. Because of these three in our day, you realize that we are able to catch the revelation of the Ten Commandments, and it brings transformation. Let, let's look at Jeremiah chapter 31, verse 33. Jeremiah 31, 33. 
please, you can also put down Ezekiel chapter 36, verse 26, and then 27. Jeremiah 31, 33 said, But this shall be the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. So he was speaking into the future, the days of Jesus. He says, After those days, I will put my law in their what? In what parts? Transformation. Hallelujah. I will put the law into their inward parts and write it in their hearts and will be their God and they shall be my people because it is in their hearts and they are doing it from their hearts in all sincerity then God becomes their God indeed praise Jesus and then they shall be my people then when you read Ezekiel 36 let's read Ezekiel 36 26 and 27 he says, and Ezekiel, Ezekiel, Ezekiel 36. Then, yes, verse 26. 36, 26. A new heart also will I give you. A new spirit will I put within you. See, so our spirit is living with the Holy Spirit. Am I right? Hello? Are you with me? That's why we can hear from God. That's why we can tap into God. That's why we can align with God. But those who have not had that encounter in the olden days, it becomes something else. He says, I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh and I will give you an heart of flesh. 27. And I will put my spirit within you. And cause you to walk in my statutes and you shall keep my judgments and do them. And will cause you. So that is why we say the Ten Commandments is for what? Transformation because it should come from within. Praise Jesus. So, so in one of them when Jesus was expanding, he told them because the Pharisees will only go and hold the person. Yes, we call this guy with this lady, he has committed adultery. Then Jesus said, oh, no, no, no. Let me tell you. With the new one, the expansion one, it's not only just the fiscal, but if this one had, or you, one of these Pharisees, you have looked at any of the ladies lastfully, you have already committed the adultery. So he thought he expanded and explained it better. And that brings better transformation. Amen? Otherwise, those people in the old time, they were walking in hypocrisy. They've been looking at the women lustfully, but because they've not done it fiscally, they say, oh, we are right. We are right. And Jesus said, oh, no, you are wrong. Praise Jesus. Are, are you with me? So in the same way, the, the fact that I have not said to him, excuse my language, said, oh, we Kwasiano, doesn't mean that I've not. I, can, I would have even insulted him already in my head, but I've not said it in my mouth. Are you with me? I'm explaining the tongue, man. We'll explain it more. So I can look at him in some way, and I'm insulting him. Are you with me? But because it does not come out of my mouth, oh, he has not. Praise Jesus. 
Amen? So that's where God wants us to come. That's why I said, and I will write it on their heart. That's why you and I need to pray that we'll have that encounter with God. Amen? Have revelation. That was why Paul had big revelation. That's why he wrote most, I mean, he wrote a greater portion of the scriptures. Praise the Lord. Because of the kind of revelation he had from God. And I'm sure it was also based on how yearning he wanted to know. Because he said, that I may know him. Amen? That I may know him. He had that desire. Praise Jesus. And out of revelation, he had a lot of instructions. What to do and what not to do. Amen? Are you with me? So, so David also caught that revelation. When you read uh, uh, Psalm 40, yes, Psalm 40 verse 8, there's that scripture there concerning our Lord Jesus, the prophecy there. He said, I delight to do your will. His will is his commandments. Praise the Lord. Oh my God, yea, thy law is within my heart. So what we are saying, brethren, is that when it comes to the Ten Commandments, it should start from here, not just from there. Amen? Amen? So if he said, stealing, I may not have gone to take his pen and say, oh, stole it, but there's a way I will think about the pen and I've already stolen it. Are you with me? Am I, or I'm talking, you are with me. We are going to deep into Ten Commandments. So it's not just the writings. It is about the spirit behind the writings. Hallelujah. Amen. So a lot of us have been stealing from a lot of people. From the inward part. But physically it has not shown so we think we are okay no praise Jesus amen amen the other day I had to speak to a lady that you you are committing emotional infidelity <laughs> then she said what do you mean by emotional I said yes you see how you, 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 you deal with that man physically but inside you I see there's something going on Say yes. Infidelity. Hello. Praise Jesus. Am I making sense? So from the inward part. And so the Ten Commandments is very, very relevant and we need to look at it again, not as it was looked at in the Old Testament or in the olden times, but to look at it the way God wants us to see it in our day. And then realize that every reference of it has been given to us in the New Testament. So today we just want to do the references, and I'm trusting that by next week we'll, we'll go into the details and then understand it better. Hallelujah. Amen. So the truth is that the Ten Commandments is for our living today as Christians because 
God is teaching us from it. God is expanding it unto us. And God is explaining it more for us to take heed unto them. Amen. So, so let's look at the exercise. We started last, but we couldn't see the, the references of the Ten Commandments in the Old Testament and then in the New Testament. And I said that the, 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 the Ten Commandments in the Old Testament is written in Exodus chapter 20, verse 1 to 17. So please note it and go and study it. And then it's also found in Deuteronomy or Deuteronomy, eh? Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy chapter 1 from verse 1 to 22. You see the references there. So I was doing my studies just to do the references. Where do we find what? So when you look at the first commandments, he said, you shall not have no other God before me. You, you find it in Exodus chapter 20 verse 3. And then you can also find it in Deuteronomy chapter 5 verse 7. And I'm saying in Deuteronomy, Moses had to teach them again. In Exodus, that was when it was given. But Moses realized that no, these people need to be taught. So he had to give it to them again. So this first commandment, which says you shall have no other gods before me, where do we find it in the New Testament? I said we'll take time and explain it, but today we just want to see so that if somebody comes to you and tells you that the Ten Commandments is Old Testament, you tell them no, it is more of the New Testament. Hallelujah. If somebody comes and tells you the, the law is the Ten Commandments, you tell him no, the law is not the Ten Commandments. The Ten Commandments is the active part of the law that was given, which is in two components. The first part has been taken away, but for now, we are supposed to follow the active part. Praise Jesus. If somebody comes and tells you, I mean, Christians are not under the law because the Ten Commandments is not in the New Testament, that's why we are doing this exercise, so that you and I can explain and teach them. But a lot of people have been deceived. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. I don't know if I've told you this before of one of my cousins who was in one of these churches who religiously believe in this uh, the, the, the aspect of the law of the so I mean then when he meets a man oh mirror and he was going to the church so one time I also decided to go to the church see uh, when, when they come hey mirror but when we go home no mirror So I said, ah, now, I saw the pen, I'm going to run. If you miss him, you run. So rather, it became an outward show. Praise Jesus. One of my uncles joined this church, and so because the work of God, the work of God, he left the family at home, and then they, they went to stay somewhere, farming to get, and so rather, everything was the outward show. To the point that the, the daughter got sick. He was told, oh, your daughter is... He didn't even mind. So the daughter died. I said, I've stopped. I'm coming home. 
Because they were just following the outward. Praise the Lord. Are you with me? Because for them, they were told that this is the only way to heaven. But it is explained more. So, the first commandment, shall have no other gods before me. When you read Matthew chapter 4 verse 10, what does it say? So, we are looking at the, 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 the other side of it, Matthew 10, 4, 10. Jesus then said Jesus unto him, Get thee hence, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. So, this one is concurring, Thou shalt have no God before me. Am I right? Hello? Are you with me? Then when you read Matthew chapter 6, verse 24, Jesus also says something. Matthew 6, 24. You can also put down Matthew 19, 17. There are so many scriptures, but when you go have time and then read them. Matthew 6, 24, when Jesus talked about mammon, he said, no man can serve two masters for either he will hate the one and, ha- and love the other or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and you cannot serve mammon. Money, wealth, pride of life, they are all in there. Praise Jesus. Amen. Put down this scripture. When you go, please, you read. Let's go and study. Matthew 22, 37 to 38. It also talks about that. In, in Acts chapter 14, verse, from verse 8, you realize that Barnabas and Paul went somewhere and, and, the, and the people wanted, because of the things they did, the people wanted to worship them. He said, no, 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 no. You cannot have any other person. It's only God who should be worshipped. Praise Jesus. Amen. And I told you, this word comes to me. Uh, we have men of God. By now, day, because of the last day thing, we are now seeing also gods of men more in the system. So, gods have become, men have become God, and, and it's like what the Bible says don't matter, but what the, the gods of men are saying. That's what matters. But I pray that God will continue to show forth his men of God who will teach his statutes, his testimonies, his judgments, and his commandments. Hallelujah. Amen. And thank God our Father here is a real man of God. Give God the glory. Hallelujah. I go to some places. I'm telling you, I see and I, I, I cry. Amen. It's like what the Bible says doesn't matter more than what the man is saying. I said, no, that is wrong. Praise Jesus. Yes, give respect to your man, but if he's saying something that is not in connection, he said, no, what can't quantity? So what can't quantity? Who can't Praise Jesus. It's sad, I read, but I pray. I pray that the Lord will... I, 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 I read of a, a woman of God who has now gone to do uh, some tattoos. And, and then he, he, she, she's using a scripture. Well, I don't know. But it didn't sync well with me. And what was the scripture he was saying? He said, in Isaiah, God says, he has engraven us in his palms. And so because of that, you can do tattoos. Has said so many things, but even even the interpretation, 
If God says he's engraving us, do you know what it means? He said, that's what Peter said. God says he watches over others, what? He watches over others, what? Affectionately. What it means is graving in the He's taking good care of us. It's like God is always or see, on that. So you don't take it physically and then you go and do tattoo. And then other people are oh, but that woman of God is even doing so. I say, oh, God have mercy. But if, if, if we don't study scripture, that is what will happen. I felt so bad that is that the reason he gave? Maybe if he had said that God has directed her to go and do that, maybe I wasn't there when God directed. But for her to use scripture and say, God says he has graven us in his palms. So it's all right when you do tattoo. Something is wrong. But it's out there. Go to the western where it's there, plenty. You see people all around. I mean, because they found one woman of God who is doing it, so they can also do it. God have mercy. Amen? Then the second commandment. He says, you shall not make or worship graven images. Do we find it in the New Testament? When you read Acts chapter 19, Paul had an encounter. But because of time, let's, let's just read the verse 26. But when you go, please read from verse 23 to 26. Acts 19, verse 26. Moreover, you see and hear that not alone at Ephesus, but almost throughout all Asia, this Paul had persuaded and turned men away, and turned away much people, saying that there be no gods which are made with hands. Yes, because one Paul, these Ephesus people, have these images and they, they bow to and so Paul thought that no, that is wrong. And so the council of those people were angry and they, they were causing for Paul to be arrested because Paul was teaching that yes, there are no gods, I mean gods which are created with hands. Praise Jesus. Are you following me? And this is in reference to you shall not do any what? Graving image. Praise the Lord. There's a, this another scripture that Paul also taught in Acts chapter 17, verse 28 to 30. But let's read verse 29 because of time. Verse 29, 70, 29. He says, For as much then as we are the offspring of God, we ought not to think that the Godhead is like unto gold or silver or stone or graven image. Graven by art and man's device. Amen? So go to some place, they've done a nice, this thing, gold, silver, and they bow. No. So, so you realize that these Ten Commandments were taught and expanded in the New Testament. Praise Jesus. In the New Testament, they didn't line it up like God gave it to the body. They expanded on that. And Paul taught them that. The Godhead, that is God, cannot be likened unto gold, silver, or a stone, or graving, or any idol. Praise Jesus. Am I making sense? So we need to let our people understand that the, the, the Ten Commandment is in the New Testament. You can also put down Colossians 3.5. When you go, you read it. There are a whole lot there. Paul teaches in 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 Yes, 
First Corinthians chapter 6, verse 9 to 10. First Corinthians 6, 9 to 10. Paul taught that those who worship idols can never inherit the kingdom of God. And, and, and he's taking it from this commandment. You cannot have any craving image. Okay, let's go to the third one. The third commandment says, you shall not take the, the, the name of the Lord in vain. Exodus 27 and then Deuteronomy 5.11. And Jesus taught it in Matthew chapter 5. Matthew chapter 5 verse yes, verse 33 to 37. Jesus taught that we cannot take God's word in vain. All that it means that he's, he's talking about lying, 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 lying. But we will learn more about the Lord's name in vain. But the key point is that you cannot lie about God. You cannot lie from God. And you cannot lie with God. But in our days, you see many Christians lying from God. And God said, and God said, lie with God. And lie by God. Hallelujah. And that's why sometimes we quench the Holy Spirit or we, we grieve the Holy Spirit. You are that which is not of him. That is what we are portraying. Praise Jesus. Have I made myself clear? So, so Jesus said this in Matthew chapter 5, 33 to 37. When you go 33 to 37. He says, again, ye have heard that it had been said by them of old, and thou shalt not forswear by thyself, but shalt perform unto the Lord your oath. But I say unto you, swear not at all. Neither by heaven, nor for it is God's throne. Nor by the earth, for it is his footstool. Nor by Jerusalem. For us, nor by Adonai church. Some of us, we, 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 we take the Lord's name in vain. But, oh, oh, Adonai, but you are saying the wrong thing. Are you with me? Sometimes when I go, I hear a lot of things, wrong, wrong things that people say about it. I said, no, no, where did you hear all these things from? Praise the Lord. Are you with me? And I have to defend and give it, oh, I didn't know. I said, if you didn't know, ask. But don't also pick it up and then be spreading. Praise the Lord. No, for it is the city of the great king. Neither shall thou swear by thy head. Huh? Some people have been swearing by their and now they are suffering. Because thou cannot make even one hair white or black. But let your communication be yea, yea, nay, nay. For whatsoever is more than this, cometh of what? Evil. So let your yes be what? Yes. And your no be no. Sometimes some of us think we are so smart playing with words. No. If it is yes, yes. If it is no, no. So you see that Jesus was teaching the, the, the Ten Commandments, the third one, in this. That let your yes be what? Yes. And your no be no. Or like somebody wanting to say something to the church and, and he thinks that there's no way he, he can push it. So when they have met and they prayed and worshipped, then he started to say, shh, shh. 
or be prophesied. You are using the Lord's name in vain. If you think, oh, now saying, my man, no, uh, was it where do you where do you say where is the chicken or something? Somebody was saying where where somebody was saying where is the the where in Kukumba Patekumba. Don't go and say things and then your yes be yes. If I think, oh, prof, you have done it. Go to, oh, prof, this and that and that. But I don't wait, then I come to church or maybe preaching, then I'm going to use that. No, I'm using the Lord's name in vain because I'm preaching from the pulpit of the Lord. And what I'm saying is from the Lord. So when I say, and I know, say, no, by the Lord, I know, but I want to address him. Then go to him. And that's what Jesus said. If he has offended, you go to him. This and that. If he doesn't agree with you, get some other people. Let's talk. If he didn't agree, get to the what? Church council. Then, but you don't use and spiritualize it. And, and then, I told somebody, maybe come and do that. You are talking, I'll stop, 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 stop. That's yes, the Lord, stop. I'll stop you. Oh, yes. I've said to man, do I'll stop you. Because what you are doing is wrong. At least that's what the Lord has called me. Bring a check within the body. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Oh, let's take this uh, time. This, uh, let's take the last, uh, the fourth commandment. Okay, let me, let me skip because we'll talk more about But let's talk the fourth command. He said, uh, remember, let, let's also read James 5.12 on taking the Lord's name in vain. James also emphasized it. James, the apostle of Jesus, also emphasized it. James 5.12. He said, but above all things, my brethren, swear not, neither by heaven, neither by the earth, neither by other oath, but let your yes be yes, and your no be no. Otherwise, you fall into condemnation. Uh, what? Condemnation. So realize that apostles taught it. Jesus taught it. Apostles also taught it. It's in the New Testament. Amen? The, the fourth one says, remember the Sabbath and keep it holy. You realize that Jesus kept the Sabbath. Are you aware of that? Amen? Let, let's read what Jesus said in Mark 2. It will make my work more easy the, the next week when we are explaining. Mark chapter 2, verse 27 and 28. In Luke chapter 4, verse 16, you also learn that Jesus keeps the Sabbath in his days. So you and I must also keep the Sabbath. But the question is, when is your Sabbath? Hallelujah. So Mark chapter 2, verse 27, and he said unto them, the Sabbath was made for man and not man for the Sabbath. 28. Therefore, the Son of Man is Lord also of the Sabbath. And when you go to Colossians, Paul mentioned that we should not allow ourselves to be judged with so many things, including the Sabbath. But I'll explain it more next week when we go into details one by one. So that we don't just... Some people have come and it's like a law. If you don't go to church on Saturday, it means... What from when you have missed heaven? Have you ever heard it before? Oh, yes. I see some people say, oh, see, sorry, when was it? I, I, 
I got about three days ago, I met a guy and he had this inscription on. He said, he said, uh, Yahweh Yeshua. I said, hey. then I asked, ah, Yahweh Yeshua. So, Masora me concern yetia. Yahweh Yeshua. That's a who So then he mentioned the church. So, yeah, Yeshua memory that Yeshua memory that Yeshua Yahua. Who can Yahweh? I was Yeshua. And all that you are trying to tell me is that look, look, look. They are the right people. They meet on Saturday. Right? But we didn't have time for me to explain things. But Jesus said the Sabbath was made for man. Man was not made for Sabbath. Let me make this statement that the Lord taught me so many years ago. It that sometimes, listen to me, and don't quote me wrong, sometimes it is right not to do the right thing, to do the right thing. Is it confusing? Sometimes, that's why we need to be led by the Spirit of God in doing things. Because, why did Jesus say this? Because he said on those days, I think his disciples were eating or something, and Jesus also healed on the Sabbath day. At a point in time, I think David and his men, they went into the, what do you call it, the temple, to, and they were saying it. He said, no. he said, sometimes it is right not to do the right things, to do the right thing. Amen? Am I making myself clear? Or I'm confusing somebody here. When you are led, then, like Jesus healed the man on the Sabbath day. So, it is right to do the right thing by healing the man, to do the right thing. Amen? When the people were hungry, it was right for them to go and take the food that was on the altar. And David defended it. Praise Jesus. Are you with me, somebody? We will come to that. Because sometimes if, if we don't have that encounter and that understanding, then we allow the enemy to say a lot of things. Jesus kept the Sabbath. So, beloved... To conclude for today, we'll, we'll look at the other references and then we'll go into the details. I mean, as the Lord permits. All that we are saying is that the Ten Commandments, it's very, very relevant. And it is what you and I need to secure our salvation. And as we study the New Testament, realize that it's been taught more. Go from the Matthew to Revelations. They are all there. And, and you and I need to get into them and then do it properly. Praise Jesus. Yeah, for instance, we, 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 we know that, uh, what's the name of this emperor that changed the Sabbath from Saturday? Is it uh, Constantine? So he changed it to but you start to realize that uh, Christians also came to that point and said, no, Jesus resurrected on the Sunday. So if Jesus had not resurrected, uh, they are, they are, they are, like Paul said, then their faith would have been what? In vain. Right? So, fine. Sunday. So we'll, we'll use Sunday. But not just Sunday. Any other day is okay. So long as you hallow it and, and you worship God the way you ought to. 
Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. But if you want to do it like the reformative one from the outside, then that's why. And, and, and sometimes I see that even those who say they, are doing, they don't do it the way the Bible has said it. Praise Jesus. In the U.S., they, are, they have some Jewish community. That you see that, yes, they you see that from Friday, I mean, they are doing it. But Ghana here, yeah, I sure they are doing it. Then Saturday, I told my friend, you are not keeping the Sabbath. And they won't keep the year. Praise Jesus. Be on your feet wherever you are. You 